You hear that? That's the sound of me, a race car driver taking a turn at 200 miles per hour. And because I drive fast, I'm the perfect person to talk about how to protect your car and home, right? So let's shift this into high gear and get... This spokes athlete has been interrupted by AAA Insurance. With affordable auto and home insurance plus America's most recommended roadside assistance, AAA doesn't need athlete endorsements because we offer coverage confidence. Visit AAA.com for details and choose coverage confidence. AAA, outsmart life. Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 382. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. Actually, I'm, I'm with Cold Coffee. I'm with Cold I mean, I'm here at the Casa de Cold Coffee. I feel... Same thing, same I'm, thing. I kinda, I kinda, drinking my beer. I'm drinking the frosty beverages that you have here in store. Listen, <laughs> your, your, boy, your boy is hurting a little bit right now. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, you know... Jet setting like we do, you know, just jumped off <laughs> like a plane. Like you do, I can't remember the last time I got on a fucking plane, except for that the, the the vacation back home. Jumped off a plane from Los Angeles and just rolled right by the that house. That big long flight, you're yeah, just like, oh my know. gosh, you know. Picked up my car from the valet <laughs> over at the airport. You know how you do, you know. I threw my keys at the guy when I dropped it off. I said, "Keep it up front, buddy." You know what I mean? No, no. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did uh, – had, had a night in Los Angeles last night. Um, went and checked out the one championship uh, in Amazon Prime Video Press Conference, their kind of official thing. And I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, first of all, I will say just personally, really fun catching up with Rich Franklin. Uh, you know, Rich Franklin, a guy that, yeah. you know, covered his entire career. Um, you know, that was an entirely different era of the sport, an entirely different era of my career. So it was fun just kind of – catching up and telling stories with him, you know, uh, ended up having dinner with him and, and kicking it. But, um, you know how you do. Yeah, I mean, you know how you, you, you know, just, just kicking it. <laughs> dinner with the USC Hall of Fame. You know how you do. It's just what the way you do on a normal, you know, on a normal Wednesday night or whatever. But, um, but no, no, it was good catching up with Rich Rain. But I will say this, man, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about this. Like, I don't know yeah. how you take it in, but look, I like the one championship product and I always have and, and we've talked about it here, right? Like I feel like they kinda stumbled upon to the secret recipe, right? Like they've always been you know, they've had, for ten years they've been trying to figure out how we do this, what we do, you know, we're gonna we're gonna bring people in, we're gonna do the best, we're gonna be Asian martial arts. That's all amazing, right? Yeah. But if you've seen their cars lately, what they've done is of course they're still doing MMA fights, but you know, they might have a ten fight card where there's three MMA yeah. fights. Now they're bringing like the best Muay Thai fighters in yep. the world, the best kickboxers in the world, and they're putting them in four-ounce gloves, yep. which is exciting as hell. Then they're doing submission grappling, which yep. I'm a big kind of jujitsu nerd. Like, I love that. I mean, uh, Mikey, <laughs> Mikey submitting him in Ari recently was just insane. I mean, they're doing cool stuff like that. Um, so I like their cards. If you haven't checked out their product in a long time, I totally understand why, because it's 4 o'clock in the morning on a yep. Friday. <laughs> but now they're going to be in prime time. Yep. And, and on Amazon Prime Video, which – I, I don't love know, Prime man. Video. This is a big deal, and I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I don't watch. I don't. We have every streaming service. My house has every streaming yeah. service known to man. We have Amazon Prime Video. I, I don't really know where to find it yet, so I'm gonna have to find it. I'm gonna have to find it. My <laughs> wife knows where to find it. 
Um, but this you know just, you can rearrange those icons. Uh, on, I'm going to have to rearrange the icons. <laughs> I didn't even know. But, it, I mean, look, I've it does really seem like there. a big deal. It yeah. does seem like a big deal. It's huge. I mean, for in terms of just being able to, for people to, if you have a Roku, if you got Apple TV, if you got whatever, like the Amazon Prime's ever, and even now in like the smart TVs. But I've never actually watched like a streaming event through Prime Video. I've always just watched like movies, and it seems like every Chris Pratt movie now just goes straight to Amazon Prime, like the Terminal List, the whatever, the the other really some cool movie or whatever. But uh, I'm big home for Chris Pratt. He's a good dude. I like it. Hey, show, he shows up for the UFC fight number one. Yes, he does. Bro, I mean, dude, if you're coming out for the pre, if you're if you're a star and you're showing up for the prelims, you like it. You get, like it. And you get our support. Yeah. You get our support. <laughs> but, yeah, looking at just these things, you know, so the first event's August 26th, it looks like, but it's at 9 p.m. Eastern. Right. That's awesome. So they're going to fight. They're going to fight at, like, That's nine, prime time for us here in Vegas. They're going to fight at, like, 9 a.m. I think, I think the difference between Eastern and Singapore is exactly 12 hours. So they're going to fight in the morning. But, look. We're kind of used to that now, right? Yeah. Like with Fight Island, with whatever. I yeah. mean, that's that's the way it works. And yeah, yeah I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's crazy. 6 p.m. for us. Yeah, it's awesome. 6 p.m. for <laughs> us so in Vegas awesome. on a Friday night. So what is it? It's once a month, right? So it looks like August 26th, September 30th, October 21st, November 18th, and December 2nd. So roughly a month between each event. But that first one, Bryce and uh, Johnson 2, that's fucking dope. Dude, I love that That's fight. So, good. so I love that fight. It was so cool, by the way, to see Demetrius Johnson again. You was he at dinner as well? You know, he was you know not. You <laughs> I mean, you only hey, Rich, take one. Oh, Rich, can you slide over and make room for TJ? TJ, <laughs> come on in. <laughs> DJ was not at dinner, but you know what's funny is I did get a chance to ask him. It was so funny. So um, after the press conference was over, I was we, I went and did a couple of interviews backstage, and I was we were kind of hanging out, like waiting on shuttles and stuff like that. And Demetrius was there, and I was like, DJ, I got to ask you something. I was like, because I believe it was in this exact same building. And he was like, all right, what you got? And I think because it, it was at the Novo Theater, which used to be – I used to have a different name. But I think his – if I'm if I'm remembering right, his last fight was in L.A. And I remember we did a scrum. I might be wrong thinking that it was the same building. But I do remember this, and it's always stuck with me because I remember we were doing a scrum with Demetrius, and I'm like, hey, man, how do you – you know, what do you see for your future? And he's like, man – I want to go around the world, and I want to win belts in different organizations and just take different titles. And I was like, literally, if you go back to Scrum, I was like, <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm like, you're the USC flyweight champion. You're not yeah. leaving anywhere. They're not going to sign another fight with somebody else. Yeah, They're not like, going to share you. Exactly. And, and sure enough, ain't that exactly what I was like, do you remember me saying that too? He was like, I do. I was like, did you know at the time? Because that was the same. It had to be the same building. Yeah, I've used the same place over and over. Same building. Same place over and over. I asked him. I was like, "Do you remember? Uh, do you remember me saying that?" And he's like, "I do remember you saying that." I was like, "Did you know at the time? Like, did you know what I did? Like, did you say yeah. it because you already knew?" He's like, "No, I didn't yeah. know." He's like, "But it did appeal to me." And when this opportunity came up. I went and did it. it. Yeah, so, I mean, because I, I, well, it, it stuck out to me clear as day because I remember being like, well, <laughs> well we know you're never going to leave and go to another organization <laughs> and win other titles, and that's what he's trying to do. But, look, hey, this fight with Adriana Morais, man, and this is – man, if you saw their face-off from yesterday, you get reminded. And this is just it, man. Like, Adriano is so much bigger. He's huge. Huge, huge compared, compared to DJ. I mean, huge he's not like compared. a huge no. dude, but he's – so big and he's so skilled man like yeah he's one of those guys that because he fought so much of his career overseas people yeah. don't know how good he is man yeah. and so i think people thought dj was just gonna roll over there and absolutely smoke him and this is such a big opportunity yeah. for guys like that like i'm so excited that people like that are are, are going to get exposure and opportunity. now look 
are, 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 are the American fans just going to automatically latch on? I don't know. But yeah. this is way better than asking them, hey, yeah. can you get up at 4 in the morning and watch this? It's at least you have a better chance. And, I mean, like, what better fight than for him to try to come back there and show? Because if people didn't watch the first one, I thought the first fight he was so dominant. Like, yeah, man. I don't – I love DJ. I think DJ – will go down as one of the best fighters we we ever saw, you know, for what he did. But I don't see DJ changing that up, you know. Like, the dude is legit so big and so badass. I remember watching that fight thinking, like, holy cow, DJ literally was just not – DJ's never run through anybody over there. One, They've always right. been very, yeah, very tough fights. Very, very tough fights. But DJ did what DJ does and gets the win. And I remember watching that fight thinking, holy cow, like – this is next level shit that what this guy is doing, and I don't see that changing <laughs> from this one because you know DJ's. I mean, DJ still is a fantastic fighter, but DJ's been doing it for a long time, you yeah. know. And I mean, he was at super high peak level at that fight time, and you can get back up there. But I, we're going to start seeing the point where DJ's going to start declining, and this is the cat that you don't want to be. Well, it was interesting, too. So I asked him, I was like, man, you know, obviously you want to win this fight, right? Yeah. But, like, do, do you feel, like, responsibility, like you're in the headliner of this big moment of the career? And he is so – and I think it's probably it's probably good mentally, you know, health-wise, whatever. He's just like, nah, it's just another fight. It's just yeah. this, that. But I don't know, man. Uh, like, this does seem like – I don't want to say a make-or-break fight, but, like, if he loses twice to Adriana Marias, like – don't you all of a sudden start questioning like the entire? Because I look, I've always said he's one of the greatest of all time. Like yeah. his, his, I think his dominant run wasn't properly respected because right. he wasn't beating former champions because there were no former champions. Right. Like he, he was the guy, he right? Started it, yeah. But man, you know, if he loses twice to the same guy in an overseas organization, do you all of a sudden start trying to like reinvent history and be like, yeah, see, I told you, man, the guy wasn't that good. He was in the early era. That was before the division was really established, et cetera, et cetera. I, well, I can definitely, I can definitely see where people maybe would say that I personally wouldn't do it because I think that, you know, I think it's just at the point where we see some fighters where you think, man, should they have went out when it was like, they were still, you know, riding high, and did mm. they possibly push it? But with a guy like of DJ's level, he still can beat nine out of ten guys out of there. There just Absolutely. happens to be that ten out of ten guy that's like running into a brick wall for him. Um, but man, but that being said, if he loses to him again, I I think nothing less about his past and what he's done. Has the has the the level of competition overall changed since when DJ and those guys were were on the run? Sure. But it still doesn't take any anything away. Like I still look back. You look at the NFL players that play now and the level mm-hmm. of athleticism that those guys do takes nothing away of the guys that destroyed it back in the day when the sport was still coming up. I you respect know, that. Technique has changed. You know the, the Hoist, equipment's changed. Hoist would get crushed. Hoist it's, wouldn't. I mean, wouldn't sniff. Yeah. The top fifteen. You know it's, what I mean. And it's. So, I mean. But we, it's not fair. But and that we saw mean, that at the end of of, of Hoist of course, as well. Like he was course. like, I, I'm still going to go in the fight these guys, and it was just like when he came back against Hughes, like yeah, we saw it. So we had a visual representation to it. You're, and you're so right. You, but you shouldn't. And I agree. I respect yeah. you for saying that because it's so true. Like you're so right. Like those guys would not compete today. But you don't take away from who they're. And look, right. and look, I, I'll throw this name out there, and I know that a lot of people like Dana. 
Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Look, Ronda can't compete in today's division, of course. Yeah. But don't take away from what she accomplished yep. at that time. It wasn't that her person, fault. Rest- that era, that generation. That was the one that set the tone yep. for everybody to catch up to. It. And, and, and I think you're. I think it's a healthy way to look at it. If he gets beat by Adriana Marius again, dude, Demetrius was still the king of the flyweights. Yep. He was still one of the pound for pound best. He was still amazing. It's just, you know, look. It shows how talented other organizations are out there, and it shows that the the division continues to move on. And how the sport has just increased itself. You know, like even I think when, you know, you watch like the earliest of MMA and just even the earliest like just weird combat sports, the tough man events. You used to see tough man events all the time where guys would just go get drunk and just sling big Hail Marys and just try to knock the guys out. Now the level of guys that even do that, I don't even know if they really even do those anymore because I think most people are like, oh, that's kind of whack. You're just getting drunk and – beating the shit out of each other like go get in the ring and really fight you know or something um it's just you can't take away from what those guys did i mean like the sport and people looked at those times and like you said Rhonda, it wasn't on her to you know wait for the other division to come catch up to her before she went on her little reign she was just so ahead of the the, the game at that time that the sport had to come back up and catch up to her so all the guys like dj and everybody else at the time when they were really starting to take take you know the reins of this of this sport and push it forward there was nothing else that was doing the same sort of things but now you have these beacons that everybody looked at at on a pedestal and said man that was great i bet i can do better than that and i'm going to challenge myself to do better than that and that's what we're seeing today mm-hmm. i mean the fact that now you don't see as many karate gyms you don't see the taekwondo gyms you don't see you'll still see them but now what you're seeing is mma gyms because people realize while i like this martial art over here and i like this and that it's not as effective as this over here which is maybe a blend of all the other things you know and that's just a whole another thing that just took that whole idea of i want to learn how to defend myself it used to be okay well go pick your discipline Pick your one focus and go to that. Go to, you want to go box? Okay, go box. You want to go to Taekwondo? Okay, go to Taekwondo. You want to go to Karate? Okay, go to Taekwondo, Karate. Now they're like, okay, you want to defend yourself? How about an MMA class yep. where it does all that sort of stuff? And that's not saying, oh, well, that was really stupid for you to open up a Taekwondo gym 20 years ago. No, you know, that's just what, what, what it was at the time. Now a lot of those cats are doing it. They're probably going to open up an MMA gym. Because they realize just the effectiveness and how the sports change, and that's where everybody's focus is. You know, it's just grown so much. So can't take away from the pioneers, and that's what all these people, in a sense, are. You yep. know, for how, where the sport's at now from where it was, they're all kind of pioneers. You know, granted, they're all not going to make it into the pioneer level of the Hall of Fame. Right, right. But in terms of those that, you know, that you want to give respect for their dominant reign, we can't take away that away from them just at that time. They were the, they were the biggest and baddest people, you know. And the sad thing about that is, I won't have dinner with them because they're not in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? I only have dinner with the Hall of Fame. No, <laughs> no look, it was fun. Look, Let I, that be a lesson, I, DJ. <laughs> sorry, I just you know when I'm in LA, I'm not having dinner with you. I'm only going to the Hall of Fame. Do you think? Now I wonder that now that just brings up a weird thing. Do you think? I mean, when you look at the 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 body of what DJ did in the UFC and little these other things. I know that a lot of times you have to either not be an active fighter, or you not be in the UFC. I wonder what if if DJ didn't leave and go over to one championship, and if he just walked away, if we wouldn't have already seen DJ in some fashion already in 
the oh, UFC okay, Hall of Fame. So, okay, so that's quick because I, I I thought you were going a different direction. I thought you were going to say, does he belong in the Hall of Fame? Because to me, that's a clear and unequivocal yes. Like, exactly. He, he absolutely belongs. Right. Well, the same but, same sort but, of deal. But but I I kind of like your question better. I kind of like your question better because to me it was clear and unequivocal. Like yes, he absolutely belongs in the UFC Hall right. of Fame. But I kind of like your question better. Like would he have already been in the Hall of Fame? Like if had he, he just like yeah. had he just hung it up? Had he hung it up? Like had he just be like I'm done? Yep. Yeah, he's absolutely in the Hall of Fame. You think he's already in absolutely right now? in the Hall of Fame? I think so too. Absolutely, in I the think Hall of Fame. so too. But you're not gonna, and, and and I guess that goes to show some of the faults of the Hall of Fame. Like I do still believe, you know, we just had that Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and I do believe people are starting to take the Hall of Fame a little bit more seriously than they used to. Like I feel like, and, and man, I really enjoyed watching it. And like Habib's speech was amazing. Like I thought yeah. he, I thought he was great. Um, you know, oh man, Kevin Randleman's widow last year was incredible. I mean, just yeah. you know, like these moments are becoming more iconic, and I think the I think the the meaning is there. You know, Daniel Cormier was obviously very excited about it, and and I do think it, it's getting more meaning. But that is probably still a, a flaw in it, in in the fact that it is you know there aren't this hard set of guidelines where, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, cause it, cause if you're, if you're thinking about it, like, if you're running a business, if you're a promoter, if you're Dana White, if you ever like, why would you put somebody into your hall of fame That's while he's competing somewhere else? Yeah, exactly. Cause now he gets to say, you know, they, they already bill him. And it's, 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 it's funny the way they bill him. They bill him as a 12 time MMA world champion, which is dope. I like the that's way how one that's sells how him. one sells. Him. He's a 12 time MMA world champion. And that's, a, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. But if they were able to say, UFC Hall of Famer, yeah. Like, of course they would say that UFC yeah. Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Sure. So, um, that's an interesting point. Yeah, he'd be in already. That, 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 so. that, that's still a little bit of flaw. It's there's still a little bit of promotional bias in there. Yeah. So, so you ch- did bring up some before I forget. Yeah. You brought up Daniel Cormier. Cormier, have you looked at Twitter today? No. Uh, I just happened to see that yesterday. Uh, so Bisping was at Nando's. And he's oh, like, oh, I did Nando's. see that. And then DC was like, Nando sucks. And then Bisping, I think today or yesterday, was like, Popeye sucks. Bro, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you on this debate. People are going hard look, on both sides. Look, I'm gonna be uh, all right. I'm gonna weigh in on this debate because first of all, I did see that. You know what's funny is, I said I hadn't checked Twitter and I haven't, but I did see that. You saw that one. I did see that. That was the. I saw the important ones. I saw the important ones. And I will say, first of all, when Cormier said that, I assumed he was just trolling. I think yeah. Cormier was trolling. Yep. You know what I mean? Okay, cool. <laughs> but I will say, if we're going to weigh on this debate, if we're going to weigh on this debate, all right, look, I can have one meal. I can have Nando's or I can have Popeye's. Like, that's it. Like, it's uh, I'm on death row. And, but but you can have access to the whole menu or just one one item well, or listen, one thing. All right, so how would you frame Because here's what I was going to say. Here's what I Well, look. If no, I had to only eat from one place. For the rest of your life? Yeah. Okay. Instead of just like one dish. But you know what? It's still the same answer for me. I'm going to be honest with you. It's still the same answer for me. So listen, the way I was looking at it, I like the way you're framing it, man. See, you're going down different roads today. The way I'm looking at it is, look, you're on death row. You've been convicted because you know you're a bad person and you've done some dumb shit and, and, they're, and, they're, and it's finally time. It's getting deep. And you get, one, you get one meal left and they're like, bro, here's the bad thing. The only thing is like you get your last meal, yeah. but all we got is Nando's and Popeye's. <laughs> It's 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 your call. It's your call. Like we don't got nothing else. You get Nando's and Popeyes. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. It's the same decision as the scenario that you said, which is if you could. And your scenario was, and you know, you didn't lay it all out, but what you're yeah. saying is if you could only eat from one menu the rest of your life, right? Which is it? I'm still going the same way. And that's Nando's. That's <laughs> Nando's. Nando's. Nando's all day. It is. I mean, like I like me Popeyes. I like Popeyes. And I like the Popeyes chicken sandwich. 
but I would get bored of that shit really fucking quick. Yes. I can eat a whole chicken from Nando's all day long, bro, all day long. And and, 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 and look, I want to throw this out there because I think there's this thing. And, and look, I'll be honest with you. I feel like we were probably a part of fueling this discussion because we would always go over to Europe in, oh, the, yeah. in, in the old days, back when I worked for that place. I can't remember the name anymore, but when I was over there, I'm like, <laughs> when you were up and coming journalist, yeah, 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 just, just up and coming, your teeth. just cutting my teeth, and then you know, trying to go. <laughs> Uh, we would go over there, and we would always eat Nando's, right? Yeah. And we would talk about Nando's because what we do, we sit down here, and we talk about what we're doing, right? And yeah. we would talk about Nando's, and we would tweet about Nando's and all that. And I think people kind of built up this thing that we were like, oh, this is yeah. this is the finest establishment <laughs> of all the time. greatest cuisine. Nah, 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 nah. It's kind of like, like having your debate of like In-N-Out versus Five Guys versus Shake Shack. Whatever. It's like yeah. that. It's fast food, but it's good fast food. Mm-hmm. It's good fast food. But I'm telling you. Nando's all day. First of all, I mean, and you know how much you know we focus on healthy, the eating, temple. Good eating. You know yeah, what I mean? Body, Building the temple. The temple. Yes, yes, you know what yes, I mean? The health. Yes, yes, it's healthier because yes. it's grilled, right? Yeah. And you know how much we focus on health. So <laughs> as health food connoisseurs, <laughs> and the side options are much better. As get we you, are over there, it's funny. Abby and them were telling me they were going to uh, Nando's. I was like, don't get, don't. Don't be don't be silly and get that mushy pea shit. Mm, I was like, get nope, a real side. Nope. Get a real side. No mushy Come peas. On. No mushy peas over there. <laughs> but I you know, it's gotta be Nando's. And, and and again, I think Daniel Cormier was just trolling. I think he was trolling him. Uh it, it, look, it's not a real discussion. It's yeah. it's not look and look, Popeyes isn't bad. I mean they got it's fried chicken. I like Popeyes. It's, it's not fried bad. chicken. It's I like fried it. chicken. I like it. In terms of like the like the say if you have like your KFC, you have your Popeyes churches. Uh, I don't know if Sisters is still around. Um, in terms of quality, like just in KFC, like of like consistent, good, hot, spicy chicken. When you get the spicy one for like Popeyes, it's good. It's good. It's, I find it better than a lot of those other ones. But in terms of like you said, when I go and sit down, or if we go to Nando's and that grilled chicken with the sauce, it's uh. funny because some people are like, it's just burnt bland chicken with good sauce. I'm like, it's more than that, <laughs> you know. But. Uh, it's just it is. It just feels like it's a better dining experience. Just that in that. itself, you yeah. get your sauce degree. You go oh, yeah. to churches. You don't. You don't. You, know, uh, you, don't, you get that. You, you get know, the hot that they give you. You get, you get what you spicy, get. I said church. Just a blend. Popeyes. You got know, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? You go. You just get. What you they do give the. You. Uh, you do that. You do that extra extra hot. Shit. Oh, I do that. Not the three X. No, because don't they have like a three X? What I, what I, I get here? Here's. I'm gonna tell you what. So I get the. I believe I get the. It's goddamn. It's been so long. I believe I get the hot and I get the extra hot on the side, so I can okay, spice so it up a little bit. That's yeah, how I yeah, do it. yeah, get the hot. I could have you got, used to get yours on it. I probably did. Maybe a couple times when we were drinking. Back in the can't day, feel your, can't back feel in the day, I was a little crazy. Like, I was a little whatever. crazy. I was a little crazy back in the day. I, I, I would, I would lie if I wasn't, uh, if I wasn't jealous when Abby and those cats were like, I was like, "Have you guys gone to Nando's yet?" And he's like, "We're getting ready to pack up and go." And I was like, "Man," mm. and then they end up going to some. Uh, Asian restaurant because they sent me a bunch of like Thai looking pictures. I was like, "Where's Menando's?" Because I was like, "I want to see a picture of a whole chicken right now." Fail. Yeah. Hashtag. I'm sure they're fail. still going to go at some point. Hey, last thing I want to say about one championship real quick. Uh, I want to say uh, first of all, uh, Amazon is all in on this thing. So I so I I got the, I was the only person that got to interview um, Reed Donahue, who is the vice president of Global Sports Video. Uh, I was the only journalist that was allowed to talk to her directly, uh, and. You know, it's Ooh, funny. I said, you know, I mean, you know, you know how you do mixedmartialarts.com, dude. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, you know, it's, it's just it's just the outlet that I work for that really gets yeah. the clout. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but uh, 
man, I was like, you know, this was kind of a surprise to us when we heard that one championship was, you know, signing with, with Amazon. And, and, man, she was like a surprise. Like, why would it be a surprise? Like, this this organization. And think about think about the data that Amazon has access to. Yeah. Think about the metrics that they can reach. And I was like, well, it's kind of a surprise when we saw this. She was like, a surprise? Like, she almost seemed like put back that I asked that. Con- and, 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 by the way, I heard her in a in a uh, uh, speaking to somebody else. Just in a, it wasn't an interview, but I just heard her talking. I think she was at like ESPN for like 18 years or something oh, like wow. that. So this is somebody that knows the sports game. Shit. Now is in Amazon, has access to these metrics. And when I was like, "Hey, man, that's, you know, so talk to me how this happened." Like it was kind of a surprise when we all heard this. She was like, "Surprise!" Like, have you seen like online like where they are? Have you seen their place? Like, have you seen how yeah. big they are? Like, no surprise at all. Like they're great and. It was cool. She actually lauded the fact that uh, they have the multiple disciplines. She's like, "This yeah. is different than MMA. We're not. It's not just MMA. We're she martial arts. All the selling points. She knows it. She know. And she That's was awesome. like, and 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 she also said, um, and she's like, you know, she talked about how um, how much they support women as well, which was cool. You know, she talked about the yeah. fact that the women's divisions are. She tell her that we have a, a great podcast that, that Amazon should get behind as well. You know, I mean, <laughs> I might have dropped a little hint there. You know, I mean, I'm like, if you're tuned metrics and you're understanding the Amazon Prime Video Roadshow. Brand that shit. Welcome to the Amazon Prime Road Show. Welcome <laughs> to Amazon. Like, come on, we can do that all day long. So, uh, so that was cool, man. So, but That's it was—I awesome. don't know—it was, it was cool to see like how invested they were. And by the way, it's if, a great name if, to have behind the company. If you look at all the—if you look at all the um, press releases and all the information, it says a minimum of twelve events. And so I was like. Man, that's a very specific thing that you say a minimum. It's so weird that you say a minimum of 12 events. And I asked, I was like, who In does, a year? Who does, yeah, it, a minimum of 12 events annually through the, the continuation of the deal. And I asked uh, Marie and Rich, uh, and, and by the way, you can check out the video if you want to check it out. You can check out the video on the uh, MMA Underground uh, YouTube channel. But I asked, I said, who decides that there's more? And Rich was like, that's on us. And she like they kind of looked at each other like, and Rich was like, that's on us. She's like, and he said, look, right now, we're still kind of coming out of COVID. We're still kind of getting back to, like, full schedule because, you know, they were, like, locked down in Singapore for a while. He's like, we're kind of coming back. He's like, if once we get to, like, next year, if we if we can deliver more, they'll take more. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting, right? Like, okay, minimum of 12. So they're, going, they're really going in on the streaming. They said they'll take more. Yeah. Amazon, so, she like, she didn't bat an eye. She didn't bat an eye. Yeah. She was like, all right, yeah, yeah, we could do more. So That's awesome. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Wow, By the way, cool. last last thing I'll say about Rich Franklin, uh, if, if, if you're an old school Rich Franklin fan, so we were having dinner last night, uh, food is delivered, and as the food's delivered, we're all kind of talking. There was a big group of us. We were kind of hanging out, whatever. Uh, as the food's delivered, he kind of leaned over his uh, plate, and I was like, man, what's he like? What's he looking at? Like, is he trying to inspect it or whatever? Da-da. And then he uh, – Rose back up and realized he was saying grace. Like, he was just saying, like, he's still that guy, man. Yeah. Like, he's still, like, all those things that you knew about Rich Franklin. Yeah. He's still that guy, man. He was, he was saying grace over his, over his plate before he had it, even though, like, the rest of us were all talking and hanging out. You know what That's I mean? Cool. Like, he took a moment to do that. So, Rich is still that dude. He's still that, that hometown, hometown teacher. He's still that dude. <laughs> OH. I O. You know what I'm saying? He's still that guy, man. It was That's cool. Awesome. All right, look, busy week, busy week. Uh, it's funny, right? You know, uh, a, a lot of MMA happening. One championship is in Singapore. UFC is in London. Bellator is in uh, Washington. I guess, you know, I, I guess we'll start. I think maybe I'll start quickly with Bellator just because uh, I, I wrote a piece on Douglas Lima this week, and I was a little surprised to see he missed weight. Yeah. 
Douglas Pound Lima, half, I think. man, I was a little surprised. See, Douglas Lima is in a hard spot right now. I mean, he's had losses, yeah. but it's been against the the exact, you know, the upper echelon of the division. But look, Jason Jackson is that dude that's been kind of flying under the radar a little bit, and I think he's Not ready anymore. to ascend. Exactly. I think this is his moment. Yep. And I don't, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, like I said, I was flying when the weigh-ins were happening, so I, I was a little surprised to see it because I talked to Douglas you know, and he and I and I love Douglas's attitude. He's like, bro, you know, I'm like, did you maybe ask Bellator like, hey, do you have to keep giving me top contenders? And he's like, I don't want anything but top contenders. Yeah. He's like, I'm right there. But man, to miss weight now, you start wondering like, ah, just wonder like the preparation or or if something maybe went wrong. Or, yep. I mean, I could see where. I mean, well, they're not going to pay him as. I mean, well, Granny's got a contract, but you know, you can't keep getting big money if you're if you're taking easy fights, especially at that top of that thing, you know. And maybe it's at the point where. You know, we talk about, you know, gatekeepers and people, you know, that are nearing maybe the, the start when they're going over the hill where the, the career starts to decline at that point. But um, he's still an incredible fighter. Um, I did pick Jason Jackson to win this fight. Mm, I think Jason I Jackson you. impressed me so much the last time he fought. And I just – the fact that when I saw that Douglas missed that today, I was just like, like – Confirmation of your Confirmation thoughts. is what it felt like. I was like, wow, okay. Now I feel like Jason's got an even better chance because whatever caused Douglas to miss. I mean, it's one thing. We've seen plenty of times where fighters, you know, if they know they're going to maybe in a tough fight, they look for that little edge. But nobody wants to go into a fight losing part of their purse, you know, taking that fee and just to, to have that extra weight. Like, you know, to do that nah. for a pound and a half, something something happened. You well, know? And, and, and not only that, and you're 100% right about that, but not only that, like every fighter in the sport knows, like, that's your job to make weight. Yeah. And so it's like a personal, like, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like ev- everybody, like, knows you hear from that's the fans a failure. too. Because, I mean, now, how many times now now that they've opened up, like, the ceremony oh, I love it. again, fans when, will let you know. It, like, even if it's a ceremonial, out, they'll boo. they're booing. They're it's, booing. It's seven they, hours later <laughs> after you're on the scale, and they're booing you because you missed weight. I, I'll be honest with you. I love that. I like it. I, I love it. it. I mean, it just shows, I mean, if, there, if, if anybody doubted, the the sincerity of the fans that are actually showing up there to want to watch these guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, they want to see them in person, but they want to be heard, and they they're showing that they're paying attention. You know, yep. that's the best part about it. Like, and it's not to talk trash people. about anybody, Mrs. Wade. Yeah. We understand all the circumstances and everything that happens. Yeah, but it's just like that was your job. Like I've always said, if you miss weight, you don't get to go into the face off and like me mug. Like, no, no, no. You have to go into the face off, put your hands down, and just like you know what I mean, yeah. just stand there because you just be humble. Cause you, you messed up. You messed up. You messed up. You messed up. But that's a tough fight. I mean, like I can't, you can't take anything. I don't think that's gonna. It, it's not like I'm gonna say 100 percent Jason Jackson. No doubt, there's no chance that Douglas Lima can't win this fight because it's Douglas Lima. He's a he fucking can. beast because yep. he can. But yeah, I mean, I, I just think Jason Jackson, like you said it, man. He's a guy that maybe he's been flying on the radar, but he's just he's firing on all cylinders. And maybe the fact that, you know, we saw Douglas miss weight, maybe he's not, you know, at this point. But, again, um, the, the making the weight's only one part of it, you know. Um, there's still the fight night, and he might still come in just throwing throwing bombs, and he's a super dangerous fighter. But um, what other fight you looking on that it's a, Well, look, it's a good card. Do you guys – by the way, do you, do you guys have anybody out there covering it or no? No. no. I thought we did, but no. We've okay. been just doing the remote thing. All right, so uh, – because to be honest, this card is good. 
Tofik Musaya versus yeah. Sydney Outlaw. That's one of the ones that I know that some of the other guys were really paying Bro, attention to that game. Tofik is a beast. And you yeah. know what, man? I think, look, I love this fight. I'll be honest with you. I like Tofik in this fight. I think he's a beast. Yeah. But let me say this. Sydney Outlaw does all, deserves all the credit in the world because he was yeah. supposed to be, you know, in the main event. You know what I mean? He was supposed to be uh, in this huge opportunity for his career and uh, Patricky Pitbull out, and he says, look, I'll, I'll, I'll take another fight. And not only will I take another fight, but I'll take an absolute monster. So I love that fight. Look, Usman Nurmagomedov is on here against Chris Gonzalez, which, yeah. by the way, Usman is the one getting all the love, deservedly so, undefeated, the cousin of – I mean, and, and this is a real Nurmagomedov, yeah. you know what I mean? This yeah. is a true cousin. But but <laughs> so Chris, Gonzalez, Chris Gonzalez is absolutely a stud as well, yeah. you know what I mean? So he deserves respect. Lorenz Larkin is on there yep. facing Mukami Burkamov, which – uh, the, again, here's another guy that's just you know uh, insane record, yeah. insane skills. I know. And Lorenz Larkin, if you if you haven't checked out the interview that I did with Lorenz Larkin, check that out on, on the MMA Underground YouTube page as well because I thought Lorenz was so cool. Where I was like, bro, why would you take this fight? And he's like, because that's what fighters do. He's like, you don't. He's like, yeah. he's like, and he's like, I know you're not used to hearing this anymore, John Morgan. Are you? He's like, I'm old school. He's like, we take fights. He's like, we don't sit on rankings. We don't, you know. He's like. This is a tough dude, and I'm going to take that fight, and, and I respect that. So, I mean, dude, this card is good. Then you go, uh, uh, Davion Franklin versus Marcelo Gomez yeah, is a legit a fight. Romero Cotton versus Dalton Ross. I, I, I'll be honest with you, little shocked with this uh, matchmaking that they put these two dudes together because these, these are both guys that look like they have uh, big promise ahead. So, I mean, man, the, this card, uh, Archie Colgan, the new hot shot is on there. Gazi Rabanova is on I mean, Bro, this this Bellator card, look, it's not going against anything. Friday <laughs> night, Friday night, carve it out, man. I think this one's worth watching. Yeah, and, and it's always cool when you get that because, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, because you could line it up against a UFC card, and I could see where some people might think that this is a better card than the UFC card, but we don't have to worry about it because it's on so, a Friday night. So literally this is one of those really cool weekends where you get to see crazy massive fights on two major days. I mean, granted, some of the smaller promotions are fighting other days. So when you think about it, last night was Invicta. Today, you know, you probably can turn on and see one of the smaller promotions fighting. But then to have Bellator be able to go, and then now, and then the UFC. I mean, like this is a good weekend. But this card is, this card stacked, man. This card is really, really good. I get, honestly, t top to bottom, I think this is one of the better Bellator offerings in recent memory, man. I top agree. to bottom, man. I you know agree. what I mean? Like maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe you look at the top and you say it doesn't have. You know, you may say, well, Douglas Lima, he's been around forever. 21st uh, fight, I believe, under the Bellator banner, which is insane. Jason Jackson, you know, kind of the, like I said, the unheralded guy. So you, you may be like, ah, oh, well, this this doesn't have, you know, the Pitbull brothers. This doesn't have MVP. This doesn't have, you know, whoever you think is, like, the marquee yep. matchups. But I'm telling you, in terms of, like, tough names, top to bottom, man, I think this is dope. So that's Friday. If for any reason you could take this weekend off, take just take this weekend off. Because Friday morning – Tomorrow morning, you can get one championship. I'm going to have my ass up early in the morning. I was just hanging out with those guys, so I got to watch their fight early in the morning. Again, you got uh, some great fights on there. You got Muay Thai. Uh, no submission grassling this time around, but you do have some some striking-only matchups, which, by the way, Muay Thai and kickboxing and four-ounce gloves is a whole different sport. And if you ever watch – so uh, some people know, like, my passion for the sport started in Muay Thai, but, like, it, traditional Muay Thai in Thailand – the first round is kind of like a like a takeoff round, basically. Like they basically just kind of like go through the motions and allow the betters to start betting and stuff like that. It's kind of, it's almost like a 
I guess, it, it, you know what, the, what I would liken it to is like before a horse race, you, you have like the in the paddock where the horses go through and you kind of yeah. look at the horses. That's what round one is like yep. in a movie tie fight. You know what I mean? You're kind of looking at your horse, right? And you're like, yeah, I'll put my money on that guy. They're, they're not really throwing. They're just kind of uh, – and then they pick it up in round two and then round three. You know what I mean? When did they when did they dip their hands in the glue and then they in the broken glass? Oh, dude, that's like round the, two. That's that round, round two. <laughs> <laughs> that's in movies, you son of a bitch. But those are great movies, though, man. They come are. on, man. So right, come, who didn't love that back in the day, man? <sighs> I mean, bro, Bloodsport back in the day. <laughs> Bloodsport was the shit. Bloodsport, dude. If anybody oh, okay, anybody man. our age that that like loves MMA, yeah. they'll tell you that like Bloodsport got them onto it, dude. Like if All you right. if you if you if you're a young cat, listen to this right now. And, and have no idea what we're talking about. And you have no idea what we're talking <laughs> no I'm telling you right now, I'm going to excuse you. Pause. Just put pause in the episode. Don't stop it. You know what I mean? Put pause because I want you to come back to it. But go watch Bloodsport, man. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's. It's life-changing. It's life-changing, bro. And especially at the time. I mean, like, for the most part, I think it still carries over. I mean, granted, graphics and effects and things have changed. But just the story and just the. The grunginess of that movie still still works. It still stands. Amazing. So fun. Amazing. That was so my good. So good. So and it was just that era of martial arts movies. Man. Yeah. So good. But Bloodsport was the one that stood out to me. All right. So yeah, one has a great offering Friday morning. Bellator is Friday night, and then of course the UFC is on Saturday morning. So we get another early one. UFC Fight Night 208. Which man, I'll be honest, with you, man, I'm so intrigued by this fight. Curtis Blades versus Tom Aspinall. Whoo! I, I am I am pumped up for this fight, yeah. man. Um, because you know I remember after, after Aspinall uh, won last time out, and we sat here and we were talking about what's next and where and where do we go? And I think we both said, look, the most difficult matchup for Tom Aspinall in the division is Curtis Blades, yeah. and I still believe that. Like honestly, like maybe I'm crazy, but like I'll, I'll be honest with you: if you put Aspinall against Naganu right now, I'm picking Aspinall. I'm telling you right now, Ooh. if you put Aspinall against Nagano, I'm picking Aspinall. Because he's injured, right? Cause yeah, yeah, because of these blunt. No. <laughs> well done, sir. No, I'm talking about fully healthy. I'm telling you right now, you put me up Aspinall against Nagano, I'm picking Aspinall. And call me crazy if you will, but I think Aspinall's grappling game is that good. I think his speed, I think his movement, I think his submission abilities, all that. His size. I will pick Aspinall against Nagano. But I'm telling you right now, I think this is the toughest matchup in the division for Tom Aspinall. And 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 look, I did the betting preview earlier this week for uh, for Sports Illustrated, and Curtis Blades as an underdog. Curtis Blades as an underdog. Wow. Like, ooh. so who'd you pick in this? I so that's the whole thing. As I was like, and, and I said, look. In a lot of ways, I'm having a hard time not envisioning Tom Aspinall winning because of the, the the momentum that he's on. Yeah. But if I can get Curtis Blades as a dog, I can yeah. get plus money. And that's not, not huge plus money, yeah. but it's still plus money. So, look. All right. But let's take that out of the equation because, look, uh, I am, by the way, still in first place in the staff picks over at MixedMartialArts.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's who's number two? I, I don't even – they're so far down, not even paying <laughs> attention, bro. That. Yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I don't have to do staff picks. So now, now, now you're making me do a staff pick live right here as we talk. And um, sounds good to me Lord, like you're man. leaning Aspinall. Good lord, I am. I'm. That's the thing. I'm leaning Aspinall because I do believe he's the, he's the item, dude. I yeah. believe he's the real deal, man. I believe. But the but there's a part of me that just says, look. We haven't seen this dude against the elite level athletes yet. We haven't seen him go yeah, deep into fights. Yeah, he made Volkov look 
Oh, I made like, like, what are you still fighting for? He did. It was he that did was so dominant, so but, bad. But now you're talking about and Curtis Blades, and I know Curtis Blades isn't the most popular fighter in the division because I understand his fighting style and all that, yeah. and his you know his interviews and whatever. He's he's not, he's not the guy that everybody's like. That's my favorite fighter, right? But if you're not pretending that Curtis Blades, you know, like you 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 have to admit he's one of the top three or four guys in the division. Oh, yeah. Period. You know what I mean? And so this is the real test. And again, this to me is the real stylistic test as well because Tom Aspinall is not just going to, like, shoot in and take Curtis Blades to yeah. the ground. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to happen. Now, is he faster? I believe he is faster. Yeah. You know, that's that's going to yep. be a big advantage. But does he necessarily want to stand and strike with Curtis Blades? Maybe. Uh, look. I can see where he'd want to test himself. Like, yeah. This would be the good chance for him to really test his hands. Yep. You know, I initially, for my staff pick at that other place you used to work at, um, I don't remember where it was. <laughs> I went blades, but boy, after seeing them uh, face off, I had no, I did, I didn't realize how big Aspinall was compared to Blades. That's a big dude. He's huge. He's a big dude. He is huge. So, and well, boy, I started questioning, and I was like, "Ooh, I think I'm gonna stick with my my Blades pick." Um, but man, um, I think athletically, athletically, like you can compare him to Gone, right? Like. Big dudes that yeah. move like guys that aren't that big. You know what I yeah. mean? That move like lighter guys. Yeah. Like, I think athletically he's like – although his game obviously is completely different than Gon's. Yeah. Like, I, again, I'd pick him against Gon. I, I, I would too. I think he is – I would too. I, I, I'm telling you right now, I'd pick Aspinall against yeah. Ngannou, but I don't – I think I'm picking Aspinall, but, man, I just – I think overlooking Blades. And, again, if you're wagering – if you can get Blades plus money, man, I do this – I'm so intrigued. Yeah, intrigued. I mean, speed. We've we've seen the games change, man. Where speed and precision, you know, has been winning the day against these big power guys. You know, so I mean, Tom is very accurate. I mean, he's very powerful, but he's also he's just very quick, man. He's mm-hmm. so sharp. You know, I mean, sort of second guessing myself, but I want to stick with the blades because I feel like I've went against him in the past and it's reared its head and bit me in the ass. So I want to go with experience in this one. I want to go with the guy that I know that if he can get his hands on and make it maybe not as pretty, but Tom's been really quick too, man. I mean, like, even you try to hold him up against the cage, he's got good elbows, he's got good speed, he's able to separate. I think if Curtis can hold him and kind of keep control and then work some good ground and pound and work some good shots, I think he can win it. So I just have to stop thinking about it and just keep my pick because I don't want to change it. Yep. I do happen to have a nice five-pick lead Whoa! over number two right now, in uh, which happens to be Abby. Abby and uh, Mike are 122 and 69. Right now I am rocking the 127 and 64. Wow, five-pick five lead. Five-pick lead. Our readers are 119 and 67. That, They're not I, close right I now. I would love to see you pick up the interim title this year, man. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would be the first two-time champ. Wow, you would be the first two-time champ, I'm huh? hoping. I'm and that trying would be, to not and, mess it up. And that would be three years in a row for the MMA Roadshow, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. If you're looking for just experts saying. out there, maybe we're a little bit overlooked. Chris Curtis versus Jack <laughs> Hermanson. I'm intrigued by this, right? So, at first. I love Chris Curtis. I, I love Chris. Man, I <laughs> so, love Chris so Curtis. so funny. His personality and just jumping in there. I mean, like, he's showed himself. Uh, He's just, for some reason, I mean, he's just one of my favorite fighters recently. I, I love his attitude. Yep. And he's so damn funny. Like, at media day and even just post-fight when we last saw him, I'm just rolling, dude. Like, he's hilarious. 
Um, it might be the ties to extreme as well. And now I see the guy of over course, there, but uh, of course. but dude, he's a stud, man. I love him. I love his attitude. I love. Him. But I'll be honest with you, man. When I when 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 I first heard he was stepping in there, right? He was taking the short nose fight against Jack Hermanson. I was like, well, good on you. Get paid. Go yeah. do your thing. But the more I think about it, he's got a real chance to win this fight. And yeah. I think honestly, man, yep. preparing for Adolfo Vieira probably prepared him for this fight. You know what I mean? Because like, I don't think Jack Hermanson is yeah. going to outstrike him by any stretch of mad. Now, I think Hermanson has better takedowns than Hadolfo does, but you know what Hadolfo's trying to do, right? And yeah. I mean, what did, what did he stop? Like 25 takedown attempts yeah. or something insane something like that? Stupid. That's what Hermanson's going to try to do. And so, I'll be honest with you, when I first heard the matchup, I was like, good on Chris. Good for you. Get paid. Go have fun. Do whatever. Uh, but the more I think about this fight, man, I think he's got a real shot, and I think his last preparation wins it. And I did see uh, a lot of people were kind of tripping that Till wasn't going to be in his corner after he originally said he was going to be in his corner. And like, that that has doesn't ze- matter. Zero. Zero. Zero effect. Yeah, zero. That's just a funny little storyline that's not happening anymore, but that has yeah, zero so effect on the fight. That's so stupid. I, I, I actually picked Curtis to win this mm. one. Um, I just think his momentum, I love his, like, again, like I said, about his personality, but I think his speed and his power, and I, I thought he showed himself last event to be a lot better than I thought he was. You know, like, he surprised me. Like, I knew he was going to go in there and he was going to give a great effort, but I think I picked Vieira in that, and I was just like, wow, who is this guy? And so now I don't want to pick against him. I think Jermanson is very, very dangerous, and he's great. I just think this is a bad matchup for him. And Curtis is going to come in easy. He's, he's He feels no pressure. He knows it's about coming to get money. And the other day, Eric Nixick did an interview with MMA Junkie Radio. At the very end, he's like, here, wait, wait, come with me because I like you guys. And he walked into the room, and Curtis was in there working, and he came over super relaxed. He's like, come to get paid, you know, and he just like yep. – there was just this ease. I felt no stress looking on his face. I was like, if he's going in there feeling good, he's riding the high coming into this fight. He has no pressure to go in there and do it. And all he has to do is just show up, and I, I feel like he's got all the skills already to do it. So, so I'm I'm riding Curtis with this one, man. Uh, if you had to pick a parlay right now, so far for me, you have Blades and Curtis. Mm, so I far, get, the I next like fight is a little bit. Tough. All right, all right, that's what we're gonna get to, right? <laughs> so Jordan Levitt versus Patty Pimlet. This is intriguing, right? Like on the one hand, all right. So there's, there's a lot of things that go through my mind, right? First of all, look, this fight's in London. The matchmakers. I'm not saying, look, this is the UFC. There's no such thing as an easy fight. But I do think the matchmakers sometimes do put together matchups that make sense. You know, you look at the way they guided Ronda Rousey to the title. You look at the way they guided Conor McGregor to the title. Not to say that those people were, like, given easy matchups, but you gave them the stylistically preferable matchups. Alex Pejera would be the latest I- example of that, right? Yeah. Like, there's a reason Alex Pejera fought Sean Strickland and not some of the other guys in the match. <sighs> that boy's he's fucking bad. The matchmakers know <laughs> what they're doing when they <laughs> yes, match they people do. up is they're trying to create contenders, right? Ooh, he looked good in that one. And they want Patty Pimlet to win in London, of yeah. course, man. They want it. And so that makes me think about the matchmaking. Now, Jordan Levitt. I'm high on man. I like Jordan Levitt. Dude, I think his. I think he's uh, stylistically he's yep. so unique. Uh, I think he's a, a great grappler. But here's the thing about Patty Pimblett is anybody that maybe didn't follow his pre UFC run would maybe not know that he's more of a grappler than a striker. You know what I mean? So you might look at it and be like, oh, Patty had the knockout. Da, da, da. Like, no, man, he, he's more of a, 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 a grappler. So uh, 
I don't know, man. I'm intrigued by this fight. I do think, you know, um, it's been funny. So I, I got a chance to talk to Patty earlier in this week. Uh, I was actually, uh, shout out to the UFC, man. Thank, thank you to them. They were trying to hook me up with Blades and Aspinall as well, but I had a flight delay, and so I wasn't able to get them. But I was able to get Patty Pimblett, and Patty was like, it's an easy night's work at the office, lad. You know what I mean? F- first round. And it was funny because I posted that and I saw like John Wood liked it. You know what I mean? And so like people around Jordan are like, okay, okay. You know, we, we like this. We, we like that energy you're bringing to this. I think they feel like, you know, all the pressure's on Patty, all the expectations are on Patty, and they can just come in and shock the world. So I, I, I'm not writing Jordan off here, but I feel like I, – I, I feel like – you know, of course the expectations are on Patty. And, and again, yeah. like I said, I'm not saying the matchmakers put together fights. I mean, at the end of the day, they know they can't control the outcome of the fights. But I do think in certain situations they do put together fights. And I think maybe the matchmakers have a feeling that this is a good match for Patty Pimblett. And and, and and it's one that he's hopefully he's going to be able to show more of his skill set and, and really push himself a little mm. bit. I think there's been times in fights we've seen where like, okay, is Patty the real deal? Has he just always had guys that haven't pushed him? Because I felt like even in some of the last ones, he was a bit slow coming out. And I think people always criticize him too, that he gets too heavy in between fights. So then when he comes in the fight, he seems maybe a little bit sluggish at first, but then he pulls it out. You know, I, uh, if I wouldn't, Throw you my three card parlay. I went. I went with Jordan Ooh. on this one. I went with a little bit of the underdog because I. I'm going. While I love Patty and I love his enthusiasm, I feel like he's already way overlooked Jordan, and he's not giving Jordan a shot in this. And I think that's the mistake mm-hmm. that a lot of fighters will make. You know, with Jordan, they see him twerking, they see his personality, they say, "Oh man, this guy is just this, this, this. He's not taking it seriously. He doesn't really have anything." Jordan is a dangerous fighter. He's like a new age Roxanne Modafferi, like yeah, kind of. A, I can see that. Kind of a little bit of a nerd, oh, you know, super I mean? nerdy, quirky, <laughs> weird, whatever. But I love, I love everything about him. But in the, and he just goes out there and he proves but over, it. But know? overlook him at your own peril. Exactly. I mean, there is, you know, when we talked about size earlier about the Aspinall, I was a little surprised how big Patty looked. To Jordan, mm-hmm. so that was another one. I was like, "Man, there you go again. You pick a guy for one reason, then you see him face to face, and you're like, wow, maybe that was a stupid pick.'" So I started when I saw them face to face at the media day face-offs. Patty is the bigger guy coming in, um, so I don't know. I just, I just think when if it gets to the ground, which it could actually happen, I think Jordan's got a lot of weapons on the ground. Mm-hmm. I think Patty wants to keep the fight standing so we can knock him out. I think he has good skills if it gets to the ground. I just think Jordan's slick and he's he's tricky. So I'm thinking that if if it does, maybe he catches Patty over, you know, extending himself in some, you know, whether it be an arm bar or something along those lines. But I could be completely wrong. Jordan could come out there and just not have taken this as serious as he should have. And Patty, being pumped up by the crowd, can go out there like a superhuman and just put on the show because that's what he wants to do. He's going to be so fired up from the crowd. But on the flip side of that, you know, you're making that walk out there and you know everybody has that expectation on you to go out there and starch this guy. Do you get uh, do you come out of your head? Do you get a little too caught up in the moment, you know? Do you maybe slip up because you you know you're so excited? Is he going to have some sort of adrenaline dump once it finally gets going because that that walk is going to be absolutely nuts for him walking into that arena. And on the flip side of that, Jordan's going to come into super hostile feeling uh, territory. So depending on how his, 
his mindset, he might come in there loving it, thinking like, okay, this is the greatest thing ever. You know, I'm in enemy territory, and maybe it'll fire him up. But on the flip side, you know, Patty might be like, wow, every single person in here has their hopes that I'm going to go out there and, and represent the country and represent, you know, and, and if he doesn't, they're going to be like, uh. And, and, and he told me, by the way, he was like, look, I think this is probably the last time I fight in the U.K. because now it's time for me to go to the to, to U.S. Interesting. Pay-per-view. To start taking over like the U.S. Yeah. I do love that. Him and Molly, when they were coming over here and oh, to some of the stuff and then you get those two together, um, it's just so fun Magic. listening to them. Their, their personalities are absolutely incredible. And it, that's the personality that's going to carry over and cross over to like the U.S. market with no problem at all. I mean, there's times it's hard to understand what he's saying, uh, but I love his personality. I, I love his his skill set. You know, I mean, this is this is a kid that they've been looking at really, really long to build into a, a new star. I mean, they need him for uh, you know to keep growing that European market or whatever. But he's funny. He's man. got a tough fight, man. This, this is a tough. This fight. This is a tough fight. I this agree. I fight. agree. It's uh, he is funny, man. I'm just like, wow, oh, they're you, so funny. Why do you, why do you, you know, why do you pick up yourself like this? Like, you're just putting more pressure on yourself. He's like, man, if you know you're gonna win, like, might as well do it. You know, <laughs> like, all right, I love it. Nikita Krylov versus Alexander Gustafsson. This, this to me is an intriguing fight as well. Look, I'll be honest with you, this whole card is uh, to me, uh, literally, I'm not bullshitting. Like, I think this whole card is very intriguing. But this fight, question marks, but like, bo- like yeah. both guys, right? Question marks, like, which guy's showing up? Who, who's the both have had amazing performances. Both have had terrible performances. I'm intrigued by that one. You mentioned it, Molly McCann, Hannah Goldie. Um, That's going to be a good one. Paul Craig versus Vulcan Ozdemir, who, again, uh, Paul Craig just gets in terrible spots but wins. Vulcan Ozdemir, uh, you know, ups and downs as well. I mean, yeah. kind of rushed to the rushed to the, the top of the division. Yeah. And, and where does he actually stand? Uh, Ludovic Klein versus Mason Jones is amazing. Marty Akezi's back. Marty Akezi, my kid's favorite fighter just because of the red mohawk on the oh, video. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I, that's an interesting I don't one. know if it's his favorite fighter, but like on the video game, we don't we haven't played the video game. I'm not going to lie. We haven't but played he'd always it. Like play a year. But it, this was like, we haven't played in like a year, year and a half, but he would always pick the Akezi. Awesome. He's like, he loved, he loved the mohawk. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Wood versus Charles Rosa, uh, Amir Khani versus Jonathan Pierce, JSP, Mokayev is back versus Johnson, Herbert versus Nelson. I mean, dude, the thing just goes on. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. 14, 14, yeah, 14 fights. I love, Woo, but, but it's you, a long. It's a long, morning. but you know what, man? It starts, and again, it starts early, and I yeah. love that. I yeah. love that. I know, I know we're two old dudes sitting here that don't stay up till two o'clock in the morning anymore but uh, i did last night by the way <laughs> I, don't, I was gonna say on a rare oh, bender maybe on a right. rare, on a rare La- one yeah last night yeah ran to some friends in la and it was you know, know hall I, of famers you, friends you know how it, it was is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. after you have dinner with a hall of famer you know you're like hey where do you go from where there? are my peeps at dog let's go you know i had, I had some fun uh yeah I'm, I'm but you know what's funny is i i, I messaged my wife and i'm like hey I'm, I'm I'm getting off the plane. I'm gonna go do the podcast with cold coffee. I was like, after that, like, why don't we go meet for dinner? And then I want to be in bed by like six. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to get up at three for the for the one championship yeah. show. Uh, and, and I'm then, surprised she's not like, well, you, we'll go have dinner. Then I'm gonna give you Eli. Then I'm going out with the girls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me. All right. So let me ask you real quick. To uh, to, to to look, a, a lot of matchmaking was done this week. A lot of big fights, and we don't really talk about breaking fights and, and stuff like that because you know there's there's time and all that. But I thought these were very interesting. Hamzat versus <sighs> Nate Diaz. Give Murder. Me, give me. It's murder waiting to happen. So I'm ex- I, they're not doing Nate any favors except for giving him a fight that he wanted because he knows there's going to be money. But right. 
it's not like they had to change. His contract was already set. It's not like they just decided to give him something else unless there was something. But I don't see how he legally can make them pay him any more money unless they were finally just like, fine, bro, we're going to do this, and then you're gone or whatever. But it's a fight he wanted. You know, it's going to be a huge fight. Uh, but he's going to get – It's a fight he wanted in the sense that he just wanted a fight. He wanted a fight, yeah. and, and he wanted a, a name that he could try to sell, you know, that he could get some pay-per-view points and get some things from. But Does any part of you say, like, hold on, man, we haven't we haven't seen Homs that deep, you know what I mean? Like, what if it is well, a fight? It's, it's Herbert a fi- took him deep. It's a fi- yeah, but this is five. This is or five. Burns, I'm saying Herbert because yeah, his brother just fought. Yeah. <laughs> Burns took him deep. Yeah. Um, but <sighs> – but no. this is five. This is oh, by the way, by the way, how about that picture the other night of uh, of uh, Gilbert yeah. carrying Herbert out, man? Yeah. Like, bro, uh, I I don't. My have brother, a, I don't think it picked me up. I'm too fat. <laughs> <laughs> he would try, but he no, he's strong. He's I don't have good. I don't have a brother, man. But I do, and I and I apologize. I can't remember who took. I know it got widely distributed everywhere, and I apologize. I can't remember who took the picture, but uh, it's such a beautiful uh, representation of just who Gilbert is and like who those brothers yeah. are and like how much it means to him. Uh, anyway, but anyway. Uh, all right, but so is there any party that goes? But hold on, five rounds. Like, what if this gets to you know? What if this gets to five? We, you know, look, Hamzat was fading. Hamzat was this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, if if it was a striker match, if it was just like striking, I can see where Diaz can make it to the end of the five rounds, and that's okay. But like, Diaz isn't going to pressure him like Burns did. Burns was actually putting him when Hamzat took him down. I mean, like, was tiring him out. Like, I don't see him getting tired because he's not going to have anybody. He would ha- he would right. tire himself out. Right. He would have to tire himself out in this one, and yeah, I just don't see Diaz being able to. I mean, Diaz can weather the punches and weather striking. If Diaz is able to lure him into a striking match, that would be interesting to see. If if Hamza's like, I want to be the guy that knocks out Nate Diaz. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just submit him and smash him. You know, if Diaz can get in his head and make him want to do that, then I can see. Then it's playing into more Diaz's favor. But if it's just a matter of him getting in there and getting the takedown, controlling those legs and just smashing. You know, yes, Diaz has great submission skills, but, man, when was the last time you saw him fucking submit anybody? Yeah. And not a guy of, like, this level. I mean, like. That's seriously, though. I, I hadn't thought about that that psychological play. And there may be something to that, man. You know, like. That's not when, when, when he, he fought Cerrone. Cerrone. Like, like, Cerrone is the one that comes to my Cerrone mind was, was like, Cerrone's going to destroy him. And then Cerrone fought his fight. And it was yep. just like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Yep. You know? So, I mean, there's always a possibility. And you never know. But, I mean. We haven't seen Hamzat lose his mind like that in any of these other fights. You know, he's always done what he's needed to do to get the win. I just I just think he's going to just manhandle him and do what he does and just take him down and just smash. I do too. And now let me ask you this because I, I think I, – I, How bad is Diaz going to look at the end of this? Well, because, I mean, okay. Because a scar tissue that just opens up, it's going to be a bloody mess. All right, so that's why I wanted – so that was kind of my next question that I want to ask you because I think – Ninety nine percent of people believe the same. Like even 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 yeah. Nate Diaz homers inside probably know like ah oh, this matchup sucks. I mean he said the matchup sucks. Right? Like, yeah. he admitted the matchup sucks. So I think we all feel the same way. Now again, it's an MMA fight. Anything can happen, etc. Sure. etc. But if the fight plays out that way, Hamzat destroys him or whatever. Does that because we we all know what's happening here. It's been very clearly played out. Nate's just trying to get his contract done. He's yeah. got other options. He's got other ideas. Does that affect his marketability in future fights? Jake Paul's putting money on him. If you take him on face value, maybe he's just talking shit. But it's like that's the guy that he wants to fight next for right. some sort of a thing. So if you got that guy believing you and buying into the hype, that could be all BS. Knowing how Jake kind of he's smart and he's and he's 
very slick in how he does some of these things. He might say, hey, I'm putting money on him just to keep the interest in it, and then at the very end be like, nah, sorry, psych. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not stupid with my money. I, did, blah, I didn't blah, hit blah, submit blah. on that screenshot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just kept it in draft mode. Yeah. Um, I think those fights, I mean, it's still Nate. I mean, like, just like we've seen we've seen Nate lose to Connor, we've seen Nate lose to other people, and it's never hurt his marketability by any means. And if anything else, it gives, like, a guy like a Jake Paul another chance to, to beat another MMA legend yep. in boxing. That fight, regardless of how this fight plays out, is still going to be there I for agree. him. I don't, I don't think that hurts that. Are there other fights outside of that? Who knows? I mean – Maybe the fight with Jake is a close one, and Jake's like, "All right, let's run it back," and then he gets two huge paychecks or something. I mean, this is it is interesting, right? Because everybody uh, everybody knows the the fight that's going next is a boxing match with Jake Paul, right? But then where do you go from there? Like, are are you thinking beyond that? Are you just thinking like, "I do that and I'm done"? You know what I mean? Because you're thinking beyond that. Like, say if he wins three million, say if he gets three million, five million, how much do you need? Yeah, you know, to really set yourself up, and if you know. And knowing Nate, and if I was Nate, I would sign for a two-fight contract. Don't just do the one fight. See if you can get Jake Paul to agree to two fights. See if you can get some money. Maybe not the biggest number, but you get a guaranteed second fight for lesser money each particular fight or something. You know, work some sort of deal where you're getting a multiple-fight deal, but you don't even have to tell anybody about it. Just say, right, like, right. bro, it's a re- you know, between us. We'll set it we'll, up so we'll that do, we can we'll set do it two. up. We'll do, we'll two. do two. Either way, whichever way it goes, way, we're doing two. You know, and, and they're smart enough. They can figure out the angle. Right. And that, and I mean, they've been brilliant with. I mean, well, Jake's just fucking. He's been knocking out the part. I thought that the that uh, the bedside scene was so hilarious. You know, about I mean, his back was hurt the from carrying, carrying, yeah, carrying yeah. His, apart, his opponents. Uh, that was that was really really funny. Um, but no, I mean, so it's almost like Nate's agreed to a terrible matchup for this fight, but he's still going to get great money because it's already money that he was already contracted to get, which was not a small amount, I'm sure. He's going to get pay per view points for it. And he's opened up the possibility immediately to take a fight that we know is going to be there that's going to get him more millions as well. He's been sitting on the side right now for so long. And, you know, I'm sure he's been taking care of his boys. I'm sure that bank accounts came down quite a bit. And now he's just like, hey, I need to get something, you know. And what now you they're think, opening it up for him to do it. What do you, All right, so all right, this. what do you think his attitude – like what do you think fight week's going to be like, right? Because like Nate – I mean, we know this is basically just for the Hamza one. Yeah, think about it. like I'm just basically like Dead we know. Dead smoke. You probably try to smoke weed so, up that, there again. So I was, all right, look. So man, look. He's main event. I mean, we uh, did, did he say for sure he's getting pay per view points, or we're just assuming? I just assuming. Assuming. Okay. See, I don't know for sure if he gets pay per view points, and maybe I know he did an extensive interview. Um, I, I don't know if that came out or not, but I wonder. Like, look, I guarantee they had, if they don't give him points. His his agreed money would happen. You know how it's a, it's a main event. It's a pay per view main event. So, yeah. All right. So be. all right. So let's just all right. Let's assume he's getting pay per view points. What do you think his attitude is on fight week? Like, does he participate in everything? Does he sell everything, or is it because he knows I'm just trying to get this done and be out? Like he doesn't participate. Like he doesn't show up to media day. <laughs> he doesn't. That. He do, like press conference. He's just like. Yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah, whatever. That is, that, I, I or or does he go in? Or does he or like if if, if that is you know if he does get points, he's all that, that he's like, I'm selling it because a I want to get the biggest paycheck possible, and b I'm trying to set up my next fight. So like, yeah. as I you, can see both. What do you think? I could see both. I could see him trying to sell it, but I also, if he knows in his heart of hearts that this might be his last UFC fight, he might want to go to the things just knowing that this is the last time I'm going to have to do this. But on the flip, I could see where he's like, "Fuck it, I'm getting my money. I'm, right. I'm so over this. I don't owe you anything, even though yeah. you're supposed to do the events." 
But I can see him going to the media. I just see him just doing like what he does last time, just sort of deadpan quick answers or whatever. I don't think I I don't think he would completely skip it. But I remember back in the day, I'm skipping open. You know, when they yeah. used to have open workouts and stuff, he would skip things and and do all kinds of stuff. Um, I assume he's gonna he'll do what he needs to do. He showed up to his last one. This fight would be even bigger. So I assume he'll he'll show up and and do what he needs to do. You know. Yeah. At least I hope so, because it's always better when he's there. I it's mean, always the crowd, the crowd just loves him. I mean, he is a crowd, and I think he though. enjoys that as well. You know, like he enjoys if I'm gonna have to do this, all this shit. Feel at least love. let me feel the love of the people. And it's, I mean, that's just natural to want to experience that. So I would think that he's gonna. I think he would show up and do his shit. You know, if there was an open workout, he would skip that. But, but media days, <laughs> but they don't do that media anymore. Days, so. I'm, I, I think he'll make it. Come, I think he'll show up. We'll see it in the very near future. <laughs> all right, the other one I want to ask you about real quick. Uh... Sean O'Malley, Peter Yan, like, dude. That's tough. I love tough this. I, you know what, man? Fight. That's what I, I love this fight. And you know what, man? Look, and you and I have said here, and we've talked about it a lot, Sean O'Malley over the years. Look, I think anybody that says Sean O'Malley's all hype, he's all like, no, no. Now, yeah. is it fair to say he hasn't been tested? Yes. You know, obviously the last fight, it sucked, man. Like, that was the big test, and it didn't work out. You know what yeah. I mean? The way things ended. But, man, I will say this. If you're a guy, like obviously, if you're a, if you're an O'Malley fan, like I don't have to sell you on this, but you're if you're an O'Malley hater, I think this is your time to come around. You know what I mean, like bro? Yeah, get get all behind Piotr on this well, one. No, no, no. I'm saying what I'm saying is this is your time to come around and realize, like, bro. Oh, that he's a great fighter. Th- that he's willing yeah. to do this. You know yeah, what I mean, yeah, like, yeah. dude, I respect him, man. Because look, man, his thing, and, and you hear more fighters saying it, and I love that more the fighters say. It. I talked to Jonathan Pierce the other day. I know Jonathan Pierce isn't Sean O'Malley, but he said the same thing. I was like, "So where do you go from here? You know, you win against Maquan and Mercana, you'll be on a nice win streak." He's like, "Well, you know, if my contract's here, I don't want to fight there." Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I mean? That's a smart businessman. And he, and he, it was funny because he was talking. About, he used to own a landscaping business, so he was like, "I'm trying to, I, I'm doing, I'm, I'm going at this as a business owner, right?" Like, That's awesome. you know, and. and it's true. It's so like, true. It's smart. Like, look, look. Oh, you know, the 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 bold, braggadocio, crazy dude is like, yeah, give me number one right now. But bro, if you're fighting number one and you're not getting number one money, yeah, that's stupid. So anyway. Because you can take some damage. That's you can be it. really pushed. Everything. So listen. Yeah. But what I would say is I this matchup to me came out of nowhere, and I love it. Yeah. And uh, I would just say if you're a Sean O'Malley hater – I think you gotta respect Sean O'Malley for taking this fight, man, because this this is the moment where we find out is 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 the Sugar Show for real? Is the Sugar Show just you know is it reality TV or is it fictional TV? We about to find out because Peter Yan is going to push you. I was going to say because I thought where you're going because the haters. This is the one where you're going to like, oh yeah, my boy's definitely losing in this <laughs> one. You know, <laughs> F that, F that dude in his colored hair. Um, this is a great fight. I mean, this is a great, great fight. I mean, Sean, I mean, the way his striking, the only thing I would worry about in this is like, I mean, we've seen at times like his body's had weird little injuries and mm. weird quirks in some of these fights. I think he's kind of gotten over that. I mean, as long as he stays healthy and he's able to kind of do his thing, I mean, his jujitsu is just sick. Um, his striking, his weird, crazy angles that he's able to kind of do um, is fantastic. But man, Jan is a beast, dude. I mean,. This might be one of those. This might be one of those ones where you like. Uh, I don't want to say fake a knockdown, but you take an easy knockdown, right? Like, oh, I got tagged. Oh, I dropped to my back. You know, come down, come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. You know. Yeah. 
Verdum Amenico style. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I'm hurt. Oh, did you? Yanni gonna want to go and get into his guard. If he's disciplined, he stays. Yeah, I would stay up. I love it. And try try to strike, try to do things. But I mean, Jan likes to push and do his thing. But man, O'Malley's dangerous. He's really, really dangerous. And uh, I could see haters are gonna hate. I mean, like people are just gonna hate him because of his personality. He's flashy, but the dude's he's got money. I didn't get like a weird colored Lamborghini or something. Oh yeah, he's in renting Lamborghinis everywhere, dude. (laughs) Like. Dude's I love awesome, it, man. But I mean, like he, when he when it comes to go out there and perform, man, he fucking does it, man. He's uh, he's great. But this is a super. This is a very very tough fight. But uh, I think I would probably. I think I would lean right now. I'm leaning O'Malley. In by the way, one. by the way, not a bad marketing idea. Like, bro, you know, you're not buying, you know, three hundred thousand dollar Lamborghinis. Yep. But you rent one for a thousand dollars a day, and you show up to media day in it, and you get yeah. the pictures taken and all that, like. That's probably worth the thousand dollars that you paid yeah. to rent that car for the day. You know what I mean? Like, remember when uh, at the Apex when uh, Connor was there training? I was like, I was like, did he buy that car that he show up and then right. he park? Or I was like, did he just rent that shit? Bro, just like the house, dude. I, you know what's funny is so I have a what was that? Was that a Lambo? Or was that so, a Ferrari? No, he had a green Lambo, and it was so funny. It's so funny, Mitch. I hadn't thought about this before. So he had a green Lambo that he rented for fight week or whatever. And he would park it outside the apex, yeah. but literally, like, not in a parking spot. Like, yeah, literally like just blocking the entrance. Just blocking the entrance <laughs> to the apex. And I actually – did you take the picture? I think I took the picture. You took the picture. <laughs> because I think for whatever reason, my wife needed uh, – so I have a I have a Kia, and it's a little bit bigger. And her car is like a Fiat. Yeah. Uh, and for whatever reason, she needed the, the, the Kia to go, like, transport something. So I drove – the Fiat, like a little Fiat 500, yeah. like a little tiny-ass little... It looks like a four-foot-long car. Yeah, it's like a little smart car or whatever. And I pulled up next to the Lambo, and you took a picture. I do, I have a... It's like that those was hilarious. That was, that was at the time I was, I was truthfully considering launching an Instagram account that was literally just like... Uh, uh, like what Connor does, but in normal life, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it would just be. Uh, it, anyway, that was funny. God damn. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That's hilarious. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, I should say by the way, if you enjoyed uh, what you're listening to, I mean, why would you not? I mean, we, we're giving you a solid hour of just high level, tr- uh, you know, MMA talk. I mean, getting you your parlays. I mean, you're you're number one on your picks. I'm number bro, one in my two, picks. We're both leading websites. You know what I mean? I mean, you can't stay away from that. Then you. Then, by the way, uh, if, if you do that, just do us a favor, man. Take a, take a second to rate us, review us. If you want to step your game up to the next level, we'd appreciate that. Or at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. For as little as $3 a month, you can get uh, exclusive access to the and a half episodes. Uh, and you can be part of, uh, of our community, man, our family, uh, as... Mark Fellows has been for, I mean, as long as from we've had get-go. this show. From the get-go. Mark Fellows... Um, and, and listen, man, Mark Fellows is a massive MMA fan. Uh, he doesn't just support us. He supports other shows as well. Uh, he, he's a he's a, a big part of the space. Um, and he is somebody that is literally one of the uh, nicest dudes you'll ever meet. Um, I don't know. One of our biggest supporters. Like, we, we have so many. Like, he, he, you know, he posts things over at patreon.com. So I said, May Roadshow. He talk, but we talk to him a lot offline as well. And, like, he's always... I don't know, man. There's, I've never had more support from somebody. I mean, look, Scott McCrates of the world. Look, there's some other people that support, so I don't want to yeah, take yeah. away from anybody else. But the reason I'm singling out Mark Fellows right now is because Mark Fellows uh, needs our love, needs our attention, needs our positive energy. Um, 
I, I don't know you better. Cole Coffee, you're better with words than me sometimes, uh, which I is was funny. Just saying you're doing I'm so a, good. I would do so bad right I'm, now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional writer. I know by <laughs> trade. But sometimes I feel in situations like this, you're better with words than me. But uh, all, all I can say is, um, Mark Fellows, man, first of all, we love you, brother. We love you, brother. Um, you have meant so much to us over the years. And your positive support and your words to us um, ha- have honestly, truthfully meant the world to us. And in this moment that that you need us, know that we're there for you. And I just hope that anybody else is listening to this can offer support, love, feelings, emotions, um, because he needs it. Yeah, I thought you did a great job. You're doing much better than what I would do. <laughs> Mark recently found out, and I'm, I'm not going to go into full detail, but I, our community is always here, and we're always going to be here for Mark. Feel free to reach out on the Patreon, reach out and let Mark tell you. But, yeah, Mark found out of, uh, of an illness that he was diagnosed with that he has to address and, and start – taking some chemo and things for, and uh, he needs our love. He needs our support. He's always been there for us. I mean, this guy, one, he had my heart when the first time I see that he's the guy that eats Korean barbecue probably Korean more than barbecue, I do. Korean <laughs> barbecue, frosty beverages, you know what I mean? I mean, he's a, he's a man after my own heart right there. He's uh, had some nice vacations recently. I just think he's always he's on vacation. Man. He's, he's man. always on vacation. I'm like, his life looks like a vacation. I'm like, I want to be in that guy's footsteps. Um, so anything we could do for you, Mark, you've always been there for us. We love you, brother. And people that are part of our community, please reach out for him. Or even people that hear this that aren't part of Patreon but know him on, on – see him on Twitter and stuff. This guy's always been involved in the MMA scene. Um, one of those unsung heroes that behind the scenes has helped keep this ship running um, and helps make it worth it. I, I, I'd be lying if I said that – if I didn't get that initial tweet after I, I put out a podcast of Mark <laughs> putting, sending me a beer pick, I would yeah. be very, very sad if I didn't get uh. that. So I actually look forward to that. But um, we're here for you, brother. Um, anything that you need, um, feel free to, to you know, if you want to open it up and talk more in the community on, on the Patreon, and then we can do it. I didn't want to say everything that you that you, you let on me, but, I mean, it it was like a shot in the gut. I know when I told John the other day, we both kind of were just sitting there. I was like, yeah, dude, I, got, I can't hold this together right now. So uh, we love you, brother, and uh, I know it's a, a weird way to end the show, but we had we know we definitely wanted to, to talk about you and uh, say that we're here, and I think our community is here for you as well, and I think overall the whole MMA community as well That's, is I, there for you. I will say this, man. The one thing about the sport, man, as weird as it is and as crazy as the online community is and all that, like I feel like at the end of the day, like, man, we're fight fans and we love this stuff. And yeah. we all, you know what I mean? Like we're all kind of the same people at the end of the day. We're like, we best all love this stuff together and, yeah. and, and it's the best fans in the world. So yeah, if, if uh, man, if, if you're listening to this, like I said, reach out to Mark and, and Mark, man, just me to you, brother. Uh, know that, you know, our, our love is there for you and our support is there for you, man. And uh, anything you need from us, man, um, please do not hesitate to reach out. And, and as Cole Coffee said, it's, it's a weird way to end the show, but, uh, we just want you to know that, that we got your back uh, through thick and thin and whatever you need. We're here for you, man. And um, for you especially and everybody else, thanks for listening.
Finding the perfect project manager isn't easy. But at Upwork, we found him. He's in Adelaide. Between his color-coordinated sticky note collection and the cutest box lunch we have ever seen. And you can find him right now on Upwork.com. When the world is your workforce, finding the perfect project manager, designer, developer, or whomever you may need tends to fall right into place. Find top-rated talent who can start today on Upwork.com.